0: Rebels you're listening to a free audio only recording of my weekly Wednesday night show The Gun Show. Tonight my guest is my rebel colleague Vancouver-based Drea Humphrey and we're talking about how these COVID regulations and restrictions on gatherings are an attack on religious freedom. Drea's done some great work with the churches in British Columbia and As an outsider looking in, you would think, of course, the far left-wing radicals in B.C., of course, they don't care about religious freedom, but this kind of thing is happening in Alberta, too. Now, if you like to listen to the show, then I promise you're going to love watching it, but in order to watch, you need to be a subscriber to Rebel News Plus. That's what we call our premium, long-form TV-style shows here on Rebel News. Subscribers get access to my show, which I think is obviously worth the price of admission alone, but you also get access to David Menzies' fun Friday night show Rebel Roundup, as well as Ezra's nightly Ezra Levant show. And we just added a new show, Andrew Chapados' brand new show. So you get an extra show for the same price as before. It's just eight bucks a month to become a member of Rebel News Plus. And just for our podcast listeners, you can save an extra 10% on a new Rebel News Plus membership by using the coupon code podcast when you subscribe. Just go to rebelnews.com slash subscribe to join today. And if you like the show, and I'm pretty confident that you will, please leave a five-star review wherever you find us because that's a great way to support the show without having to spend a dime, but it also helps other people find the show too. And now please enjoy this free audio-only version of my show. Are these new COVID restrictions being used to persecute religious people? I'm Sheila Gunn and you're watching The Gun Show. Hi everybody, I'm back in my home studio today, however briefly, but the interview for this week's gun show was actually filmed yesterday, so Tuesday at Rebel HQ in Toronto when I was there to celebrate our sixth birthday with my friends and colleagues at the company. And over our six years of existence, I'm proud to say that one of the main focuses of a lot of my work has been religious freedom, both here in Canada and North America and also abroad. I even traveled to Iraqi Kurdistan to document how our SaveTheChristians.com initiative and crowdfunding is helping Christians return to their Indigenous homeland after the ISIS genocide against them. However... I think one of the more chilling aspects of the COVID-19 restrictions on all of our lives and gatherings is that it frequently inhibits the fundamental freedom of religion that all Canadians have. And it's never been more evident than in British Columbia where churches are closed, but bars, pubs, Costcos, Walmarts, and almost everything else is completely open. And my friend and colleague, Drea Humphrey, has been the one telling the stories of how churches in BC are fighting back and how the province is trying to stop churches from fighting back with expensive fines and injunctions against them. So joining me now in an interview we recorded in the beautiful Rebel News HQ boardroom (laughs) is Vancouver-based Rebel reporter, Drea Humphrey. Take a listen. office celebrating our birthday party and it's been a crazy year um, and one of the things both she and I have focused on um, a lot is the persecution of religious people during the pandemic and the crackdown on churches and I think it's been particularly egregious in British Columbia and that's why you have so many stories I was just writing some down before we started about the persecution of people of faith during the pandemic What's the situation with churches right now? As we're filming this, we're filming this Tuesday afternoon.
1: Well, the discrimination is quite blatant in British Columbia because largely everything is open. Nearly everything is open. Uh, You can go to a fun park inside, and the kids can all go on the arcade and then go go karting. You can go for dinner. You can go to a pub and drink, but you can't sit down. (laughs) at a church six feet away from another family and uh, listen to the pastor because all religious gatherings are banned in British Columbia.
0: Except if you are pretending to go to church. In the case of filming a movie, you can film a movie inside a church where people are pretending to engage in a religious service. That's perfectly safe, but actually attending a religious service is not Yes,
1: that's actually happening. And perhaps actually the most, um, the churches getting the most punished in uh, BC would be around the Langley-Abbotsford area. There's three of them where Dr. Bonnie Henry, our public health officer, has actually filed for an injunction. I'll talk about that in just a second. But in the same city as one of those churches, um, I caught a a movie or a TV show being filmed in a church just down the road. I mean, it's ridiculous. There was a a full packed church, lots of trailers, lots of vehicles, and that's okay. Now tell me about the injunction. Yeah, so what happened was with the JCCF, a few of the churches came forward and went to the courts and tried to have their right to be open, just like support groups in BC. Support groups are able to have 50 people inside at a time with a COVID-19 safety plan in place. So they filed a petition to be able to do that. And three churches put their name on the petition, but there were other churches behind it. And in response to that, our public health officer uh, actually filed for an injunction to give the police um, the right to, or if it gets granted, they would be able to arrest people who are attending church there. But get this, also arrest anyone the police feel or have reason to believe was going to attend. That's so whether, crazy. Yeah, whether or not they show up or not, what does that mean? Does that mean you wrote something on Facebook and now you're getting arrested? I mean, it's just nuts that this is happening in Canada and that this is what this public health officer thinks is okay.
0: No, it's interesting that you brought up support groups because a lot of support groups, let's just say Alcoholics Anonymous, NA, a lot of those take place in the basement of a church. And so 50 people can go to a support group in the basement of a church in British Columbia, and yet they can't go upstairs
1: and sit in the pews. Yeah, so it to me... What uh, what What is it? It's religion. It's right. religion that spreads the virus because there's no other way to explain that. And also, why can churches... I heard somebody else say this, but why can churches be trusted to have an AA meeting or have a daycare in their church, but they can't be trusted to follow COVID safety plans when they're preaching?
0: In Alberta here, I've covered some churches who are... Um, being targeted by the Alberta Health Services for, not for being open, because our churches are allowed to be open with reduced capacity, but for either being over capacity or for not being particularly strict and uptight on the mask, the wearing of masks. And for me, when I see these churches, I see that they're actually being compliant with human rights legislation. Mm -hmm. Um, What, like, don't ask, don't tell kind of thing Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. human rights legislation with regard... To wearing the masks. And over the weekend, I was at a church west of Edmonton, Grace Life Church, where the church has been because they have decided that if worshipers want to come, we are not turning anybody away Mm -hmm. at 15% capacity. And if you don't want to wear a mask and you say that you're exempt, that's good enough for them, as the law states. Exactly. Um, and that church has been ordered closed by an executive order of the uh, public health officer, Dean Hinshaw. However, they remain open. Mm-hmm. Last weekend, uh, the pastor there, Pastor James Coates, was arrested. Um, and again, this week, he was, we're filming this on Tuesday. So Tuesday morning, he was to appear before Justice of the Peace. The, uh, he did hold service again on Sunday. I was there they welcomed me and it was great to be in a young vibrant normal church (laughs) full of people and no masks but um the rcmp decided not to arrest him there and they wanted him to turn himself in Mm -hmm. today tuesday the first business day after the long weekend and so today he's i suppose turning himself in his lawyers with the justice center for constitutional freedoms but I never thought that I would see a day, particularly in Jason Kenny's conservative Alberta, uh-huh. where pastors are being arrested for not turning away their congregants.
1: Yeah.
0: And you were on scene, a very similar situation with the Riverside Calvary Church. Mm-hmm
1: yeah so with them they've got a really good covid nineteen plan in place. They do about three services to make sure that the congregants are split up um they have most of them are masking and they have they do contact tracing like you have to sign up online and everything like that. but still uh, they had the police out their door and get, got the fines and everything like that. They were left alone for a few weeks, mm-hmm. uh, but there was somebody else, and I find this ironic too so a spa owner, I believe, or no, sorry, a hair salon owner in the same plaza. She's got her business open. She's got her customers and she's come complaining, kept complaining over and over that, you know, people are going to church. So (laughs) I I don't know how one business looks at anybody else for having people over and, and does that. So they ended up getting fined again. But also when I was, um, at Harvest Ministry Church in Kelowna. I Mm -hmm. think that that was a really good example of, you know, just the other side of the story with this, how much churches have to offer communities. I mean, there was more than, I think there was four people who were actually brave enough to come forward and tell their story about um, where they thought they would be if that church wasn't taking the stance of being open and most of it was suicide. There's one gentleman who had just weeks before came off the streets of Eastside Vancouver and was doing heroin. And so, again, the simple request of being recognized or treated like a support group or even as a pub at this point, uh, it's not too much to ask.
0: You know, I had a similar experience with a church that is so essential to the congregants, and that was the church in Prince Albert that we are helping through FightTheFines.com. They got a $14,000 fine. And then one of their evangelists also received a $3,000 fine for the crime of not singing or of not wearing masks when they were singing. And this is one of the poorest churches I've ever been to in my entire life. They are downtown Prince Albert. A lot of their ministry is to, um, indigenous and aboriginal people in some of the reserves so a lot of the people that they help because of where they're at people struggling with homelessness mental illness and addiction and all of those three sort of always mm-hmm. go hand in hand they don't have the money to be paying this fund but not only that to ask a church even if they had the money to divert their funds mm-hmm. that are meant for saving lives yeah. because that's what they're doing, to give it to the provincial government <laughs> for the crime of not wearing masks. I mean, truly, truly outrageous mm-hmm. and unkind. Yeah. Um, when I was at Grace Life Church over the weekend, um, you know, they really did address some of the controversy that you often hear from other Christians who say, well, isn't staying home And engaging in online services, isn't
1: that loving your neighbor? Yeah, I think that's the number one thing that um, people at home who don't want to ruffle any feathers. But I think it's a surprising response. Number one, if you're comfortable and you're feeling spiritually fed from home on Zoom, great. Just because a church is open to the people who aren't like you, yeah. It doesn't mean you're forced to go there on Sunday. You can still stay home. These Great. churches have the online option. Um, but I am surprised that, that so many are forgetting how much the church does. And again, yeah. in BC, the contrast between literally almost everything being open but the church um, should be enough to say what's going on here.
0: Well, and, you know, to say that the only way you can love your neighbors by staying home denies people a sense of community. Mm-hmm. And so many people, church is their community. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, when they are cut off from their coworkers because everybody's working from home, they can't see their parents because their parents are elderly and and they're in a nursing home, church is their solace mm-hmm. and their community yeah. and their family mm-hmm. and If you're comfortable, like you say, engaging in online services and that's all you need, Mm -hmm. fine. But that's not all what everybody needs. I wanted to ask you about 100 Mile Baptist Mm -hmm. um, because you have been really, I think you're probably doing more um important work fighting for religious freedom um it, it reminds me of my burger <laughs> my eating for freedom on the burger beat no, um I, I mean i did we, we did eat burgers. we did help a lot of small businesses mm-hmm. but you have been traveling all around british columbia um on the religious freedom beat um you went all the way to 100 mile baptist what happened there
1: yeah, so, Hundred Mill Baptist, it was quite interesting. It's a small place, and it seemed like the police just really, the RCMP, really went militant there. So, it it was immediately they were getting threatened. The pastor was being threatened with arrest, you know, like the period of education is over, and it goes right to that. And then, of course, they had the fines as well. Um, and, you know, in, in my opinion, it was harassment, what they were receiving there. So they stuck to the part of the criminal code um, where it says that, you know, you can't interrupt religious services. I think that's section one. Oh, well, I'm going to ruin it. But <laughs> 176 is what Justin will find it. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so they stuck to that, and they kind of held their guns. But every day, the RCMP was showing up and, and taking down license plates and really intimidating the churchgoers. When I ended up showing up there, <laughs> I, I tried to ask a question. The RCMP took off. Um, and, and drove out of the parking lot and left, and actually did leave them alone after that. They didn't respond to my media inquiry, but they did leave them alone for, for I think, a few weeks, which was not what they were getting before. But I have heard that the RCMP has come back. They do tend to kind of leave them alone, um, but when they're asked, they say they're there for an investigation. So they're gathering evidence, and they are still taking license plates, so... You know I I do give a lot of credit to the BC churches because
0: um here in Alberta we are not seeing a lot of churches that are being non-compliant to the 15% capacity. Now is that a symptom of the fact that people just don't go to church anymore so it's a number that they can easily meet mm-hmm. that could be some of mm-hmm. it. Um but in British Columbia there are quite a few churches that are fighting back. Really in Alberta here it's maybe two, maybe three, and they're both um, either Grace Life Church or affiliated with Grace Life Church in La Crete. Um, and I think on the flip side, that's why the Burger Rebellion was so successful mm-hmm. is because it was it started with one restaurant owner, and then it was two restaurant owners, and it was 10 restaurant owners, and it was all the customers. And then it was the food suppliers mm-hmm. who were donating their time and supplies to keep the restaurants going in Alberta, it's really just Pastor James Coates and the sister church in Le who are standing up, Mm -hmm. um, at least quite publicly, in an act of civil disobedience. There might be others doing it quietly, and God bless them for that, but Pastor James Coates has been arrested for this in Alberta. Why do you think that it's other Christian leaders? I mean, I look at this through a Christian worldview, and I'm sure you do, and we have plenty of viewers from all different faith backgrounds and mm-hmm. people who are not of any sort of um, religious background, but also care deeply about freedom and conscience, yeah. rights. Um, but why do you think that, you know, as Christians, we're really a church soaked in the blood of martyrs. Why now are we so compliant to what the state calls us to do? <laughs>
1: Well, I think it's a comfort thing, and I think sometimes it's fear, and, and I think maybe sometimes it's education, because if you're only looking at the mainstream media to mm. follow what's happening in the church, you may believe that these churches are super spreaders, which they have not been proven to be in Canada. Um, you may believe that they're just reckless and, and that they're not doing what God is calling them to do. Um, so, you know, having a more round education. But then I also started thinking well, overall, the church in Canada hasn't really taken a big stand against persecution of Christians, even outside of the world. That's true. We've been very um, comfortable in Canada and, you know, out of sight, out of mind. And I think when people are at home, safe in their own bubble, They're doing the same thing here. Not everybody's home is a sanctuary. Not everybody's home is somewhere healthy to be. And sometimes the church is exactly where people need to be and Christians should be standing up for that.
0: I think you might be right on the whole issue of education um, and what persecution really looks like. I know there are a lot of people who even Christians, who are completely unaware of the persecution of the Christian church mm-hmm. around the world, yeah. unaware of the genocide that took place in northern Iraq, unaware of the fact that China is currently rewriting the Bible as we speak and and making the Catholics in China be loyal to the communist state as, appo- yeah. as opposed to the Pope in Rome. And so I think a lot of people are just completely tuned out to that. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, they don't recognize persecution at home when it's happening. Mm-hmm. And over the weekend, Pastor, Rock, uh, Pastor James Coates also gave a very interesting sermon at Grace Life. And as he was preaching from the pulpit, he was under the impression that he would be arrested that, that day mm-hmm. as he got off the pulpit. And he said, it really doesn't matter. If yeah. what's happening here today is persecution, yeah. it doesn't matter because we're still doing what we're supposed to be doing.
1: Right. Uh, Riverside Calvary at the the last Sunday, a couple days ago, uh, Pastor Brent said, you know, I'm preaching and I don't know if this is the last one I'm going to be able to preach. I mean, these pastors are preaching the gospel, not knowing, or they're preaching the gospel like it's their last day.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, now, just to make sure that my Catholic brothers and sisters out there don't feel as though I've completely abandoned you for the Protestants. Um, (laughs) Drea, you've covered the pilgrimage Mm -hmm. of the parishioners to the Holy Rosary Cathedral Mm -hmm. in Vancouver because the cathedral's closed, Mm -hmm. which is horrific for me to say out loud as a Catholic, but the cathedral is closed. So they are Having a weekly pilgrimage yeah. to outside the cathedral right. to gather together and to say mass, and
1: there's the priests are in attendance. Yeah, so uh, every Sunday, rain or shine, they've been out there. I think for uh, ever since actually November when the restriction on the churches came out, so they're out there, rain and shine and they're out um, across the cathedral, and a priest does show up. I think the priests alternate, but it does show that priests are supporting this as well. They do their worship out there as well. Mark Donnelly is usually present, and so he was the former uh, Vancouver Canadian anthem singer for the Canucks. Um, so he is usually present there and leads them in uh, worship as well. It's quite a somber thing to see, you know. Um, to see the Christians out on their knees in the rain um, you know, praying and worshipping and they can't do it across the street or they can't do it in, um, in anywhere, any place of worship right now. And um, there was one a disabled el- elderly lady who actually had just found out about that, that and she was so excited because she was going on about how all of her support systems have come to an end And so she said, I will be here in my wheelchair unless it's snowing. I'm so happy that this gathering is taking place. So um, I really, really enjoyed doing that report and seeing them there taking that stand.
0: As a Catholic myself and as someone who has traveled to the Middle East to see the persecution of Christians firsthand, Christians barred from attending their churches and practicing their faith, it alarms me to see even a fraction of that creeping in here. Mm -hmm. When I know that many of the Christians there who face persecution would love to come here because they've been promised Mm -hmm. that this is a place where you can worship freely Mm -hmm. and the state is not going to harass you for it. Um, We're supposed to be a safe haven Mm -hmm. for the religiously persecuted. And right now,
1: because Mm -hmm. of the coronavirus, our religious are persecuted absolutely and is it because of the coronavirus because again in BC one of the gatherings we are allowed last I checked was a uh, drive-in ceremony and I have been unable to find any churches doing that so do they really think that type of sermon is going to spread COVID Mm -hmm. like what's happening here are are people just getting comfortable you know at home and doing it on zoom or whatnot but it's super alarming. Like you said, you've done a lot of work out there. Uh, I haven't done um, the type of work that you have, but, you know, I've been on the beat um, with communist China and things mm-hmm. like that. And so to just see a taste of that happening in the land of the free. And we're not noticing. Uh, we're not noticing and we're cheering it on in many ways. We're <laughs> told it's it's compassion for our
0: fellow man yeah. to stomp on the r- rights of our friends and neighbors
1: yeah and uh, it's it's actually really alarming and really terrifying and and hopefully there'll be a shift
0: <laughs> well Drea, thank you so much for coming on the show um it's a pleasure as always um and it's a treat to talk about something that is so important to both you and i and i think to our viewers at home again if even if you're not religious yeah. um i think most of the people who support us and tune into us are here because they care deeply about freedom for everybody not just for themselves and for people who believe and think just like them Mm -hmm. Um, so thanks again Drea and uh, let's get back
1: to our birthday party (laughs) yeah thank you guys and and special thank you to the people who are not religious but totally get it yeah it's always nice to see those comments online (laughs) yeah thanks thanks
0: and i both tried to explain at the end of our interview the freedom to not believe is actually the very same freedom as religious freedom it's the freedom to believe whatever you want completely unmolested by the state to worship or for that matter not worship to gather or not gather and you cannot have freedom of conscience unless you give it to everybody even those that don't believe the same as you and would even dare to criticize the way that you believe. Well, everybody, that's the show for tonight. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. I'll see everybody back here in the same time, in the same place next week. Or, you know what, not. I'm not going to make that promise because who even knows where I'll be next these days. But remember, don't let the government tell you that you've had too much to think.